Hey, good afternoon and welcome to Indeed. It's the Independent Wrestling Podcast. I'm Mike Hamley here again with my wonderful co-host, Righteous Reg. In the building, it's your boy, Media Man, your favorite writer, your favorite wrestler. Nope, that's not my thing. Favorite writer, favorite rapper, your favorite podcaster. I'm a little bit hungover today and I smoked a ton of weed, but that's only because Effie was going to be here. So I knew I had to smoke a lot of weed. Super excited about this. What a life. One of the best, brightest, well-known independent wrestlers in the world. When you talk about independent wrestling, you don't talk about Effie. It's like, what are you even talking about here? So today, our very special guest. We're so happy to have Effie here. How are you today, Effie? Thank you for having me. I'm awesome today. Mm -hmm. I returned from Australia last night at 11 p.m. Oh, shit. And I leave for New York City Friday morning. Oh, perfect. I'm I'm global. I'm glad you brought that up that like I I've taken over indie wrestling. Mm-hmm. I was a little nervous because I've been pretty vocal about, you know, not wanting certain work conditions for Effie and so it's kept me off of a lot of uh bigger platforms. I've done that to myself mm-hmm. really and now I've kind of pigeonholed myself, but to still have people coming out there after you say, "Hey, the indies are not a stepping stone for me. This is a place where I want to make my career. This is a place where I'm going to pay yeah. for my house with my family there's mm-hmm. ways you have to do this that are not the typical wrestling way but i've managed to make it work you know through thick and thin so we're still out here i'm that's doing amazing. the sixth big gay brunch yeah i think that's kind of where i want to start because we are independent wrestling podcasts yeah so what are, are, that's all we want to talk about that's all we're about some people don't want to go to wrestlemania some people don't want to be the wwe champion or the AEW champion even at this point they want to go and do what they saw people do in 2002 what they saw aj styles doing in the independent wrestling scene what they saw amazing red doing what they saw the briscoe brothers doing kind of people that inspired them differently than like people were expired inspired by wrestlers in the 90s so was it did it start out that way did you uh, was it originally like you know what I, maybe i do want to be in wrestlemania maybe i do want to be the wwe champion or was it always kind of like a conscious effort to be an independent wrestling star so i mean publicly the way i've described it is i i think i have a little bit of an itch uh, to mm. answer a question and so like i don't want to say i'm just existing as an experiment but i kind of needed to know with the way distribution has shifted so much mm-hmm. to the internet to social media to being able to get in front of people without having to have sort of the permission to do it right. or needing someone else to put you in front of a million people i mean you look at tiktok if i would pay attention to tiktok the way other people do there are videos of me with millions and millions of views out there but other people are just capturing them and putting them out there so right. it's possible to get the audience It's just, you have to go about it a little bit of a different way. And so I kind of wanted to see, is there a way to be kind of a household name to put it in a better, you know, wording without Mm. ever having to touch cable TV, without ever sort of bending to advertisers or bending your content. I, you know, as you know, I I can be a bit of an adult entertainer. Mm, A little bit. I think of this as art. I think of this as expression. I think of this as storytelling. And I don't want the formulaic sort of compromise of, Mm. well, you have seven minutes and you need to get a shine and a heat and you need to get this guy over and we have to make sure we put over the Mountain Dew. (laughs) Instead of doing that, it's like, hey, I'm presented with challenges every time you book me, but you've chosen to have me there. 
No yes. one's having to sit through me to get to Hulk Hogan. People are seeking us out specifically. And yeah, of course, they want to say, oh, it's bingo halls, it's this and that. But the growth that I've seen over the past few years of where we've been able to wrestle and also the people coming to independent shows that aren't following wrestling in a large scale form Definitely. that just find this as that weekend entertainment. It's been such a, a rewarding uh, way to sort of I don't want to call myself like a grassroots Bernie, Bernie Sanders, but I'm sort of a grassroots Bernie <laughs> Sanders where like I'm in the pit with the people. Right. I'm seeing what the people are interested in. I'm seeing if what I'm doing is connecting the way I expect it to. And am I turning away from advice? Maybe sometimes, but I'm also looking around me at every type of wrestling, TV wrestling, old wrestling. You brought up kind of the 90s, 2000s of uh, this independent burst. And mm -hmm. I sort of even go back further to like those territory days of late 70s even before that of these guys that were sort of like, we're going to go, we're going to do our job. We're going to have wrestling matches. We'll work for you as long as it works out and then we'll work somewhere else and kind of going town to town. And now we have a bit of a, you know, a global microscope on what we're able to do. Like I was just in Australia. It was live on fight TV. Anyone who subscribed to fight TV can watch the Australia matches. And we wouldn't right. have had that back in the day. Mm -mm. But if you're giving people uh, a conscious reason to seek you out, you know, you're being given more opportunities to come out because they're seeing success in that. So it's it's been a weird journey so far. I can think of specific moments where like I closed certain doors. Uh, a weird story. I was going to do NXT extra work in, like, in 2016. Wow. Whoa. And I got a blood test done. And the doctor said, you have uh, hepatitis uh, C. And I said, Really? And she sent me to a specialist and the specialist goes, what did this doctor tell you? And I said, the doctor <laughs> told me I had hepatitis C and it's a seven out of 10 on the worry scale. And he goes, I'm going to rerun your blood right now. You absolutely do not have hepatitis C. You have normal readings on your test. I don't know what she was reading. Test your blood again right now. And he had a rush one done. I didn't have it, but having to inform them of when I first got told, Hey, your blood test is not going to be accurate and saying, Hey, I can't come to NXT. You sort of wonder if like, either God or the devil was putting his little hand mm -hmm. there to say like, you've got a different path, young man. And now like the seventh big gay brunch is about to be in Liverpool, England. So it's just been, it's been a really chaotic 2022. And in 2023, you know, I started the year taking a little time off and kind of trying to make sure this massive indie success wasn't tearing up what was going on in my home. And yeah. I think that will always be the big balance because you think indie wrestler, you think, oh, yeah, he might do a show in another state or he might do a show here. But like I, I calculated my average speed for last year. If you took every single hour independently of the total amount that I traveled and at any given moment, I'm going 17 miles an hour. It's a crazy wow. travel schedule to be able to show up and perform the way we perform. And I think as a performer, I feel more comfortable than ever. And I think now I'm looking at I not necessarily like the Jeff Jarrett match or the John Moxley match, but looking at like who, who is going to treat me like that Moxley or treat me like that Jeff Jarrett and needs that opportunity to get a bigger platform. And like, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I've literally created so much platforming, even in just yeah. where I'm wrestling and who I'm choosing as opponents. If you're not even paying attention to how many people have gotten booked on big gay brunch and then gone on to do more things. Nobody in the TV companies will say my name out loud, mm -hmm. but they are very grateful that I've given them optics on a lot more that's in this business than what they understood. Sorry, that was a real ramble, but I'm passionate no. about this shit and I think about it too much. 
No, absolutely. Uh, as you should. And the big, you know, like the, the bingo hall statement and stuff that you were kind of referring to earlier, it's like you look at something like GCW uh, and IWS and how many people they packed into Lim La, uh, La Olympia in Montreal. And it's like, yeah. that's yeah. It, okay. Yeah. It's not in the big arena where the hockey team plays, but how many people are here a losing their shit watching a lot mm. of people but even in the sense of like let's say there weren't a lot of people in my mind and maybe i'm giving a little too much credit to the situation for people in any sense in today's environment to come together post covid to come together uh outside of their homes to leave their house you know even a couple hundred people coming to an event we sometimes overlook how important that really is and mm -hmm. how you know, these TV companies have huge advertising budgets. They have TV commercials saying we're about to be in your town. What we have is social media and word of mouth. And once again, that grassroots thing, to me, it's still really incredible to see any kind of wrestling shows going on right now that don't have that TV plug, that don't have that extra oomph of, you know, so-and-so from Hall of Fame is doing a meet and greet that's just based on, hey, this is entertaining wrestling. And we think it is. And seeing the growth of a lot of those companies over the past few years that have sort of taking their own risks it's gone from yeah indies are a stepping stone to hoping you'll get signed and we wish you the best to these are companies that have you know lifelong fans that have been following them around for a long time mm -hmm. yep totally Go ahead, uh, yeah um i was i kind of have a couple questions about you talked about wrestling being art and wrestling being doing it different than all the other independent wrestlers uh specifically places out here in the bay like Ugwa and Hood Slam are doing things like I go to those shows and they're not regular wrestling fans. You go to a Hood Slam show and there's people that don't care about wrestling at all, but they're having the best time and they go to every Hood Slam show. Um, how is it to be able to go to places like that and express your art in different places around the country and not have to compromise it? And how cool is it that there are so many different places that are trying to do different things and inclusive things and just have a different set of rules than what professional wrestling is supposed to be, quote unquote. Yeah. I think there's a lot of companies you go to that are trying to appeal to wrestling fans. And mm -hmm. as you all know, uh, us being wrestling fans, we can be kind of fickle about this stuff. Yeah. And so there's really a split mindset now and I'm kind of on both sides and I'll say it, I'm a hypocrite of, if you give me the assignment and tell me what my match is and tell me what I'm doing, there are functional cheat codes as wrestlers we can use to make sure things make sense, to make sure we have the things that necessarily make the story make sense in a wrestling term. But also, I had an argument with someone the other day about this where they said uh, about you know a few of these companies, why do they have to complicate it so much? Why can't they just... Uh, do traditional wrestling. It makes sense. It's easier to plug and play. And it's sort of like you asking that is the reason this is necessary. Right. Wrestling isn't defined by anyone. You can say, oh, this is how wrestling is supposed to go. But the only rules that are in place are because someone before someone before someone before someone was like, this is how you do it. This is the only way. And they were like, are there any other ways? And they were like, uh, no, not because there were any other ways, but because they were lazy and dumb and stupid and exactly. everyone took it as gospel mm -hmm. instead of saying, hey, you know, this works. But also, if you go see movies, there are different types of roller coasters you go on. There are different types of rides you take. And even if they're very different, it doesn't mean they're not movies. And I think with wrestling, 
any kind of match can be a wrestling match. It, they can be good and they can be bad. Yeah. But to say that it has to fit some sort of specific thing that's gone on for 20, 30 years when ratings are in the absolute garbage. I mean, come brag to me that a million people watched your show on cable. Awesome. Wow. We're so impressed. Billions of people will watch a TikTok or a YouTube video. Yeah. It's a different game. Do yeah. I get the same advertising receptacle from uh, being an internet person? No. And that's kind of the grand question is how do we use this distribution to our advantage outside of just views and getting people to come to shows? How do we monetize this better? But when I see them bragging about Raw getting a 1.5 or, or AEW getting uh, 800,000 three weeks in a row, I'm going that, hey, nobody really knows what they're doing. It feels like everybody's throwing spaghetti at the wall and going, this worked in 1998 and 2004. Why isn't it giving us the same results now? And it's because if you overlay all of this wrestling on top of each other, we've sort of used every trope possible and mm -hmm. we have repeated the same shots. We've repeated the same storylines. We've repeated the same type of characters instead of saying, hey, maybe we could use some growth or we could use some change. And I have sort of referred to it as tucking our tails because we have such a pride in our wrestling and you have to do this and you have to show up for training and you have to have this versus how could wrestling be easily accessible to people while we still maintain what we believe is the right version of it or we believe is a correct version of wrestling while also allowing more people to come in without having to know eight years of storyline or, mm -hmm. well, you don't know what happened at this WrestleMania and this is a, a callback to that. And, and this is, oh, actually, this is an inside joke that everybody knows. It should be palatable to everyone on on uh, viewing, and it shouldn't be something that is so overly complicated or requires so much insider knowledge that, you know, Deborah, who's just bringing her kids because they want to see Roman Reigns, has no clue what's going on through the first two hours of this show. Right. Yeah, that's it's. It's a it's a crazy line that's being led at this point. Last week we uh, talked a little bit about you on our show, and we just need an update, kind of on okay. yeah. events that went down because recently you had a match on somebody's birthday, oh and God. that match featured you up. <laughs> a no rope barbed wire match and a very uh, and it was talking about a lot of views, a spot that's been viewed many times. I just want to. I just want to say first, I felt, I'm a deathmatch legend. Yeah, okay? no, no doubt about it, 100. I've had to kind of remind people that just because I'm fucking hilarious doesn't mm -hmm. mean I'm a comedy wrestler. Right. If there's moments of comedy, it's because I don't take you seriously even a little bit, and that's mm -hmm. your own fault for being in the ring with me and not giving your all. With the Jimmy Lloyd match, though, sometimes absurdity to me, like I'm a big surreal absurdist person. And when Sabu from ECW and Jimmy mm. Lloyd walk up to you on his birthday and they go, will you please do a no rope barbed wire match with about Sabu was there notice. Oh, Sabu was just there hanging yeah. out, <laughs> vibing. Um, and so with those two talking to you and going, oh yeah, we promised him a death match. We can't do glass. We can't do this. Let's just do a no rope barbed wire match. The only thing we should have streamed was us actually setting up the bar wire to show people how it's done. That yeah. bar wire was wrong. I should not have trusted it a bit. Yeesh. And I've got to be honest, Peter, who does my podcast with me, he's also kind of my personal shaman. And we were doing an end of January reading and he was like, middle of the month, 17th, 18th, watch out for sharp stuff and fire. Yeesh. I didn't get lit on fire, but I certainly <laughs> felt sharp stuff. I will say the human body is kind of like magic, the way it heals and obviously wrestling with large back wounds is not uh admirable mm -mm. uh but i did it so <laughs> it's now healed up but i just i wrestled all the way through it and i was uh 
yeah, I'm back. I don't. It was like the first spot of the match, honestly, pretty it, much. Yeah, like, well, and it, here's my like thing. <laughs> in storytelling, yeah. I'm a believer of the exclamation point. If you watch any of my matches, you will find you can probably point out what the exclamation point is. There's play around period. They're setting the tone. And then there's the exclamation point. And we did ours a little bit early uh, a little bit. <laughs> in that in that match. But it sort of like had to glue people to the screen because you're looking yeah. at me going. And my dumbass is on the floor asking ref Adam Galt, is it a cut or a gash? And he <laughs> goes, it doesn't look good. And I roll back in the ring and Jimmy goes, I go, Jimmy, cut her a gash. And he goes, it's fine. And I think when Jimmy tells you it's fine, but everyone else, when you say, how's my cuts? And they go, ooh, before they answer you, that's mm -hmm. not a good cut. Right. No. Honestly, well, you're talking about the exclamation mark. I thought that was like the running Death Valley driver to the floor. Oh, to the floor? That, Maybe that, we had two exclamation That whole, yeah. like, I, I was watching that. So, like for context, we uh, we do every week. Reg and I each recommend five matches that we've seen recently that you need to check out, basically. And uh, that happened to be in mine because you know, no real barbed wire has to be. Yeah, uh, oh, I love it. But uh, I do want to just... clarify something about this match. If you were mm -hmm. listening to commentary, and I don't want to name drop who the commentator was, who is the fucking owner of GCW. Huh. Me and Jimmy Lloyd were both completely sober i did not have anything before mm -hmm. this match i walked into this match completely sober he made references that we were crazy enough that we would probably have to do some sort of drugs before we got into this mess and i remember looking at jimmy backstage and i go how fucking stupid are we we're gonna get in the barbed wire just as we are we've been standing mm -hmm. in the cold all night and i think you can even see when i get in the ring there's a laugh that comes over my face and it's not because this is hilarious but it's because if I zoomed out and I was viewing myself as God, it would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> that is, that is, there's just so many things going on there. I'm stuck on just Sabu randomly just kicking it. Yeah. And, like, and, and Jimmy Lloyd's like, hey, we got to go pitch this match to Effie. Like, I should probably get Sabu to help me with it. Sabu did help. He also came to me after and he goes, Ken, what are you doing? Uh, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> drag the barbed wire out. You can't just go right into it. And I was like, "Thank you for letting me know." Yeah, Sabu. Sabu's like, "You blew your load that early, dude. Come on, man. Blew Somebody that, that would fucking flip on tables without any of them being there. If he says that it was the wrong time, I guess you gotta listen, right?" <laughs> we live and we learn. I don't think I'll be doing any no rope barbed wire matches anytime soon. I'm sure I can't be convinced. Mm -mm, Please mm -mm, don't mm -mm, try to mm -mm. convince me. Not on two hours' notice for money. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Happy into birthday, the Jimmy. let's get into the big, big gay brunch though. Yeah, because there's a lot going on. Pack show. I yeah. six number six. Like number. Six. Did you ever think that we would be here, Epi? Did you ever think we'd get to the six big gay on the first big gay brunch? Were you like, there's going to be six more of these? No, I thought it was a one and done. <laughs> I didn't even think it would happen because the first one I did. I had joked with Brett about it. I said, I'm going to book a gay brunch. And he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I was like, you know, like just book all the gay talent. He goes, are there that many gay talent? You know, and at this time there were, but it's, we have to know about each other. Right. And I booked the first show and thank fucking God it didn't happen because mm -hmm. of some of the jackasses I had booked. Cause I had this mentality in my mind of like, if I'm going to get these gay people over, if I'm going to get these LGBTQ talents over, we have to appeal to the wrestling fan a little bit. And then I found out wrong. COVID hit, that event was canceled. And so when the October event came around that was in Indiana, that was mass, that was in a very straight looking building, I literally only booked people that I knew, except for Cassandra. 
Everyone else on that show is someone that I could personally verify. We were after speaking out. We were after COVID. I needed to make sure people were going to be on their vaccines, on their masks, not, uh, you know, messing up their behavior. And going forward from there, it sort of became a lot of people coming out to me. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, this is, I probably shouldn't say this. This is, uh, never have I been told about so many people sucking dick, uh, while just trying to get a job and not actually trying to get their dick sucked. <laughs> It was a fascinating time. And Reverse I Pat really Patterson. It's, it's, yeah. And it's sort of like, you know, you want to provide the space for everyone. You're glad more people are feeling comfortable coming out, but especially this year. And as it has grown, being able to make sure I am featuring everyone in this LGBT community, uh, it, it's, it's almost impossible. And mm -hmm. I'm excited to see more queer shows popping up. I'm excited to see more queer talent just at regular shows that aren't necessarily queer shows. But I think I like, especially, you know, these weeks I took off, I was beating myself up trying to figure out how to do this card and who to feature and how to make this work because Los Angeles is a really tough town. It's not easy to get people to Los Angeles. And so people sort of made decisions on their own to be there. It helped out a little bit, mm -hmm. but it's also, I run the risk of, is this going to be a three hour show, which is sort of what I aim for, or is this going to be an eight hour show and everyone's <laughs> so sick of this and there's 30 scrambles just because I want to feature everyone. And mm -hmm. I think it's been hard to have the conversation to go, hey, Effie, you've done really good things and be yeah. honest with myself like that. And then also say, hey, Effie, you have to sell out a building and you can't just keep holding everybody's hands to get them there. You have mm -hmm. to make choices. You have to pick the people that are really working. And I always say that these WrestleMania time shows, they are not the time for you to really break out. I mean, in a sense it is, but it's also sort of an amalgamation of the whole year and who I've been looking at all year. That's been working really hard, picking mm -hmm. up bookings, jumping in the cars, making a name for themselves, maybe losing a few bucks on the road. Those are the people I'm looking at to give that chance to go even bigger, not just to say, Oh, you had one match last year. You've got to be on the show. I got to find a place for you. It, it's, it's hard sometimes and people don't see the DMS, but I mean, I get a lot of you know, language that isn't polite to me or, or right. you know, why are you leaving me out? Why aren't you including me? And it makes me feel bad. But I also have to sort of like blunt myself to it and go, you have to put on the best show possible. You need to feature the queer talent that needs to be featured. And you need to make sure that you're giving the fans what they want. And with six of them under our belts, there are a lot of mainstays. There are a lot of returns. There are a lot of new people. Um, it's really exciting and it's crazy and it's stressful. And I joked that at this show, I was going to have a ladder match. And the winner gets brunch because I'm fucking sick of being the target of all the DMs. <laughs> that, does does yeah. brunch actually get served? Like, is there brunch food at Big Game okay. Brunch? <laughs> so the first brunch, no, because it was COVID. And I'm not okay. serving food in COVID. The mm -hmm. second brunch, no, because it was in Florida and it was a mess. The third <laughs> brunch in Chicago, barely, because I picked up catering McDonald's. I said to Brett, if I have to get catering McDonald's at 1 a.m., I'm going to be pissed. And after war games at 1 a.m., catering McDonald's. We still had brunch. We ended up raising about $1,000 for a charity just through that breakfast food, which oh, was sweet. awesome. Uh, but then when we finally came to Dallas, there was food served in the venue, which gave yeah. me hope because I didn't have to do the serving. And in Chicago, we actually got someone to come in, Megan, who is a, uh, a teacher in the Chicagoland area, to come in and, and do that brunch with some bussy chorizo biscuits and all sorts of stuff. But now at the Ukrainian Cultural Center for the sixth iteration, the Ukrainian Cultural Center serves the best Mexican food in that whole area of the city. And they are specifically going to be doing some Mexican breakfast food, some Mexican tacos and burritos Ooh. for the brunch. And Ooh. 
uh, as I did in Chicago, we are going to have Ali teach them how to make mimosas. The guy in Chicago that runs a venue, uh, he's Mexican and he was speaking to me and I don't speak much Spanish. He doesn't speak much English, but he told me, he said, amigo, last year, so many mimosas. I go to sleep still serving mimosas. I said, okay. <laughs> so it worked out for everyone that I was like, right. I have to have champagne and orange juice. And he was right. like, really? And I was like, yes. And they were happy. I was happy. The fans were certainly happy. He said, I've never seen so many people drink that many mimosas. And I think that's reflective too of like, it is a party. Yeah, it's a wrestling show. Yeah, there's competition. Yeah, there's intense matches and fun matches. But it's also us all coming together and going crazy. People dress up. People do the unexpected. I sort of don't say no to anything. If anybody has a crazy idea, I sort of let people have their creative time, you know. And at that point, usually it's after I've had five other matches. So I can't mm -hmm. really... Uh, argue with you anyway and the crowds too there's a lot of hot people at these shows that's the honest yeah. a lot of Listen, hot people hot people coming to wrestling hot people showing their true self hot mm. people enjoying each other and celebrating each other yeah. even the heels that are booed we're still celebrating if they look good if they're totally. if they've got the fire and you know we've gotten to do crazy international stuff so far and it's like it feels like tip of the iceberg you know mm -hmm. yeah it's crazy because we just, for Grapsity, we just interviewed Billy Dixon yesterday. And what you were saying about booking the show is exactly what he was saying about booking for the culture. Because it's like, there's this vast amount of Black talent out there. There's now, like, I make lists and now they have the the QWI, the, Q, the queer mm -hmm. uh, wrestling list of 200. So, like, it's totally different ball game than it was when you started this as, like, a lot of more, a lot more people are out. You got a lot people, a lot more people to book, a lot more. People yeah, to focus and on. I like, I sort of hesitate to complain about it sometimes because it's like with that's me cool. And Billy Dixon, it's, <laughs> it's great, it's yeah. awesome. There are so many LGBTQ wrestlers. There are so many black wrestlers. There are yeah. so many wrestlers of color, wrestlers of different genders, mm -hmm. and to get to have them showcase their sort of unique storytelling or their story is awesome. For us, it's a personal gripe of just like how do we manage this there's not a mm -hmm. there's not a team other than us calling brett us figuring things out me calling alley cat and going you know is this oh sorry alley catch catch <laughs> <laughs> and uh -oh. saying does this uh -oh. make sense and her going no that doesn't make any fucking sense and and running me down so i think you know it's one thing to have six wrestlemania matches it's another thing to have six wrestlemania matches and be the point of contact on the largest queer wrestling show that's ever been thrown so right. i i'm I'm looking forward to enjoying my time in LA, but I also hold a very, you know, there's, there's a, there's a chip on my shoulder to make sure for everyone that this goes extremely well. Awesome. And you've booked a hell of a card mm. for the show. I haven't released shit yet. y'all. Well, no, that's, well, I was thinking about that. Cause I, there's some announcement graphics for talent announcements that I noticed don't have corresponding Good. match graphics yet. <laughs> uh, one of them, even Thrissy. Uh, I noticed was one of the yeah. Thirsty's got Thirsty's got problems ahead, but oh, I yeah. think it will all make sense. And I've really, I'm not trying to give away anything here, but I've of really course. enjoyed doing more storytelling work this year, and mm -hmm. and sort of pulling Brett in and going exhibition matches are bullshit. And me and Ali sort of had the same thought and saying we can do something that's more elevated. We can play. So there's going to be a jerk in this match. Um, I think there there's going to be a jerk, jerk on the match. card, a big jerk. Huh? And I've always joked because somebody will be like, it's so-and-so gay, it's so-and-so gay. You know, if I book 35 gay people, I'm allowed to book one hot evil dude. Yeah. Uh, and the fans usually <laughs> like it anyway. But then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, you know, Fred Rosser versus Karam. Karam recently came out. Karam recently 
you know, what do they call it? Uh, the soft launch of the relationship <laughs> on Instagram or however right. you do it. Mm-hmm. And I sort of reached out to Karam and I was like, listen, you know, if you're up for this, if you want to, if you want to really show the world who you are, I'm not going to force you out of anything. And he hadn't really discussed much yet. And then I think he sort of said, let's do this. Let me be that person. And I think what you're going to find with anybody who is true to themselves they are performing at a higher level. You can pretend at the highest level possible, but when you are yourself, there is no easier way to put all of your effort into something because you're not having to think about making sure you look a certain way or act a certain way. Mm-hmm. You are just yourself now. And that's sort of the magic of this show. I mean, I'm, I'm just pinching the iceberg here. I, I don't, I, I missed the screen. Um, I'm trying to remember all the matches. Okay. Steph to Lander. Steph Delander, I got to spend time with uh, a little bit last year, but then I just went to Australia and thank God she is dynamite. She mm-hmm. is crazy. They let her go at NXT, which blows my mind because she's such a, a not just a hoss and a powerhouse. And she's now teaming up with Cardona and Myers. And I think that's going to be a more permanent fixture, mm-hmm. uh, but she is, has such a mind for how a match should go and how opponents should look and how these things should work out. And I know my experience with Sandra Moon has been that she'll mm. just beat your ass. So yep. Sandra Moon is exciting. incredible. She's, She's incredible. so good. Oh my God. She, she had a highlight gif actually from the last big gay brunch, uh, getting dumped out of the ring. Uh, I'm sure she did. She also had a highlight reel with her match with Effie, which I had to, uh, deal with, and I felt so bad for putting that on her, and I've adjusted my moveset because of that. Oh, I forgot but about also, this controversy. This happened in San Francisco, right? At the uh, at the Ugwa show, Yes, it? it did. It did. Yeah. After I'd already wrestled the GCW show, and I went over there, and literally, I was like, what do you want to do? And we put the match together, and she was like, I really want to do a powerbomb, and I was like, I got a way to set it up. Do you care if we do this? And she's like, no, that's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And we did it. I need people to understand that what happens in the ring between two opponents hate to kill your kayfabe we've had the discussion yes. and i understand they're gonna say oh well it's power at play oh maybe she won't get booked if she doesn't agree to the spot go talk to anyone in that locker room i was exhausted after a three-day weekend we had driven to san francisco i was putting together let me make this as easy as possible here's how we get from one place to another without me losing my brain this isn't me going i hope i trick her into seeing my crotch it's me going i don't care if you headbutt me in the dick and do the right. power bomb it's the easiest way to get me up for it and we don't have to think about this anymore you know yeah i love sandra moon i'm sorry i'm not going off on a tangent here <laughs> no no she's great no, she's yeah she didn't deserve any of that for you no, no i yeah. give it to me i don't give yeah. a shit give yeah. it to me say yeah. i grabbed my dick with john moxley say i humped a girl in the face but don't come after her mm-hmm. no yeah, she's still we, booked. I guess it works. I don't know. She's killing it. She's on her way to yeah, Japan. Shout out to Sandra Moon. Holy yeah, she, shit. Yeah. Yeah, she, I didn't even know. Yeah. Frequently mentioned name on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and still so humble and so wonderful and just kind to everyone. Yeah. But she will she's be on her way. Ass. Oh, she will destroy <laughs> you. That match is going to bang. I can't wait to see it. Let's see the rest of this uh, card here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Take, let's talk about East versus West first. East mm-hmm. versus West is. All these girls talk so much shit, and all these girls say West Coast, West Coast, East Coast, it's, South I Coast. Mean, I mean, I don't want to say it's a fact, but it's a fact. West I just want to say that everyone in this match rips and is awesome, yeah. and the only winner is the fans. And I know, listen, is it a lot of people in a match? Yeah, but being in these sort of matches, seeing these weird team-ups, seeing how people work together who are sometimes opponents or have been across from each other, I think is super fascinating. And when you've got something on the line, like the pride of the coast, you know, 
I, I don't think they ever figured it out in the 90s. I think we still got to figure it out. If Biggie and Tupac couldn't figure it out, guess mm-hmm. what? Maybe the gays can. Yes. I don't know. I agree. Uh, okay, so this is, I'm going to point out Carlos Roma versus Devon Monroe. Every time I book uh, Carlos Romo, it's pretty much in a match with another hot guy so that people could see <laughs> two hot guys having a great match. And I've tried to remind him, I'm like, Listen, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a technical masterpiece if you don't want. They kind of want to see you shake your butt and maybe do a few things. <laughs> it's still a technical masterpiece. Him versus right. Vidal in, in Dallas last year was yeah. incredible. Wow. So um, that was amazing. Devon Monroe has been on a tear, has been mm. the uh one of the first avenue champions in, in Minneapolis for destroying it over there for sure. Forever, yes, yeah. and has such a strong reaction in those shows. And I'll say this: I've seen Devon just develop such a self-worth over this last year that is it's it's confident it's true and i think he's finally seeing that like yeah you do have some cool shit going on you need to trust it and to see these two go out at carlos has been on a tear he's motivated in america i don't have much more to say other than i'm gonna be watching (laughs) carlos was so uh, so fun watching carlos last weekend as well and he's he's been wrestling a lot longer than people realize and he has such a technical background and when he sort of lets himself loose i specifically that match with yoga at jcw i don't know if you saw it he was being such a little brat and i was like this is what i love be a little brat it's perfect very good all right we got sawyer wreck and kid bandit here Mm -hmm. i just want to say to kid bandit i'm so sorry uh the tradition of me putting you against people who are gonna try to maybe kill you and throw you off stuff and throw you into chairs yes it will continue i've had to wrestle sawyer wreck this year i'm teaming up with sawyer wreck this weekend sawyer is a monster is a giant is so much fun and playful and i think that it's a really it's a good foil for kid bandit yeah they're similar in a lot of ways they both have a sick sense of humor but to see kid bandit sort of uh, own who she is and own who who she wants to be and become sort of this new magical dark princess i want to see how that tests against sawyer wreck and to see mm-hmm. if there's more grit underneath there than we originally thought and i think we're going to be surprised at the at the kid bandit showing here at big a brunch sawyer looks like she's having fun when she's destroying people yeah. like not, some people are like like they're like Mick Foley really, really likes this, but no Sawyer's like this is great. Like yeah, and she just caught a great wave or something. She's like yeah, I just power bomb somebody on the chair the other way. But that oh, was yeah. really fun. I, me and the bad boy Joey Janela both took that top rope choke slam from her, and mm. she giggling and smiling right afterwards yeah. she thought she had <laughs> killed us both. That's the kind of competitor I wanted to teammate, and that's who I want to book on the show. Did you yeah. almost kill me? Congrats, yeah. you're booked. You're what you're on. <laughs> Every match, she's smiling and laughing as she's putting people through doors and shit. I love it. I, I'm I, listen. It's going to be great. I just got to keep her and Allie on the same page here. Well, maybe on different pages. When they're on the same page, they're kissing on the apron. So I gotta, yeah, yeah. I got to really watch this. They carefully. might be distracted over there. You got to got to keep it on the up and up with these people. But yeah, GCW's coming up. Yeah. You booked uh, every weekend, uh, every week. Booked, okay, and, I, booked and busy. It's, I took time it's, off. It's a great, great place to be, right, at this point? Yeah, I think it is. And I think I've also – I've been kind of struggling with the fact that, like, during the first few periods of, of being a traveling professional wrestler full-time, there was a lot of novelty. There are a lot of new places, new right. things to try, new foods to try. And so what I'm trying to do now is sort of pass the novelty, find more of the depth of it, and 
really make sure I'm doing my job and really make sure I'm taking advantage of all these places I'm going to, and I'm not missing out on opportunities. So it's been, uh, it's been an interesting sort of shift that may not be noticeable to the public eye, but Effie's all business. Effie's here for the people. And I can't wait for uh, a few more match announcements for LA to come out. Because mm-hmm. there's one I'm thinking of in particular that I think is going to fuck everybody's world up. We are so ready for yeah. it. Mania weekend. Just, what a what? It's going to be a great time. I'm going to be in LA. I'm going to be at the Gay Brunch. I'm going to be giving yes the whole entire time. So I'm going to be sweaty and rattled. Oh, definitely. Yeah, everybody's going to be sweaty because it's the UCC, honestly. And remember, the only weed Effie's allowed to smoke is weed that is handed to him. For yeah. anyone in attendance, I can't buy it. I'm not allowed Mm-mm. anymore. Nope. You have to hand it to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go. Well, take that as a lesson because you're you're up you're up in my neck of the woods this weekend as Whoa! well. Whoa! Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you're in, in Toronto with GCW on Sunday. I I live like an hour away. So, oh yeah, uh, please come. Um, mm-hmm. I it's sold out. It can't. No, right, come well, on. Hold up. Let me let me make some phone calls. Yeah, come on. Off. This is Effie. Let All me right. see. Let me see what I can pull off. Mm-hmm. I snuck a business insider reporter into the Melrose show last time and about got in trouble. <laughs> I'm I. I'm I'm addicted to their YouTube channel. They have like all they have the all business these doc- insider one. Yeah, all these like uh, so uh, so expensive and like all this uh, like long like long standing traditional methods of like making things that still exist and like you know why it, it's yeah go why check it out has these. to be done this way and why yeah. technology can't advance certain industries mm-hmm. exactly and like how you know like modern machinery is trying to replace all of these like traditional methods and they're like fighting for you know fighting to i know on i mean their, what's uh... crazy is uh artificial intelligence has been writing monday night monday night raw for <laughs> the past <laughs> 12 years and you yeah. see how that's gone that's you know I don't know. I don't watch it. I watch Monday Night Raw. Uh, yeah, the know. Vince Hall of Presidents. <laughs> I created Hulk Hogan. And they just plug it into chat GPT. And you're like, none of this makes sense. And they're like, it made less sense when he was actually doing it. Wow. I mean, it's just a fact. I think to uh, wrap this thing up, Effie, sell yeah. us on Big Gay Brunch. Why should... There's so many wrestling shows. My schedule, I don't even know how to plan this WrestleMania. People are like, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, ah, there's so know. many shows going on at the same time. Yep. There's shows, all this. Why should people be at the Big Gay Brunch number six? All right. Number one reason you need to come to the Big Gay Brunch, it's the best pregame spot before WrestleMania. We've got cheap drinks. Boom. We've got great action. I asked Brad, I said, Brad, I want to do the show at 3 p.m., and he said, no, that's WrestleMania starting like an hour after that. And I was like, yeah. I didn't even know that was happening. So that 11 a.m. <laughs> spot, it actually works out great for the Perfect. East Coast to watch mm-hmm. at 2 p.m. But listen, Los Angeles, I need you to wake up. Sometimes you can barely get there for an 8 o'clock p.m. show. That's a fact. Wake up, come get drunk, <laughs> feel the environment. Beyond any matches, beyond any wrestlers, it is, you know, and I'm saying this because it's my show. But also, it's the most fun I have at any kind of show. There's just a sense of community and friendship and support and party and excitement and destruction. And uh, you get to see my favorite version of queer acceptance, which is when you boo someone, not because they're queer, but because they're a piece of shit. (laughs) Fantastic. Amazing. before we wrap things up, I do want to, I, I just want to acknowledge a super chat that we got here uh, from Van Twinblade. Hi from the whiteboard guy at Glory Pro. Mm-hmm. Hello. I love your whiteboard. <laughs> Thank you for changing it. We've taken lots of fun pictures together. I think I will be back at Glory Pro pretty soon, but I can't Ooh. say yet. Mm, fantastic. 
And uh, Big Gay Brunch is on Saturday, April 1st. It'll be 11 a.m. Pacific time, which means I get to watch it at 2 p.m. Yes. Which, uh, I'm, I which is actually to... the time gay I... brunch occurs. There you I'm, go. Like, if homosexuals are eating brunch, it's at 2 p.m., not 11 a.m. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's restrictions. I can't do it any later. Y'all just got to wake up. I know you got circuit parties tonight. It's going to be tough. A Friday Friday night and then waking up for the big gay brunch. But do Listen, it, you guys. Get some five-hour energy. I just need wake everyone up, to remember, no matter how tired you are, I am more tired. Way and more am, tired. It is such a release to get to that point of the weekend. It's going to be my last match of the weekend, I'm fairly certain. And it's just a let it all go thing where we all have the best time of our life. Yes. Hey, I, if anyone can respect sleeping in, it's me. But only mm -hmm. if you're on the East Coast. West Coast, yeah, yeah, wake yeah. up. West Coast, wake up. You Waking can go up. to bed after WrestleMania. That's Bye. it. Or Bye. during WrestleMania, like I well, I don't know. Cody's <laughs> gonna give us a show. I'm actually really excited. Cody Roman, I think, is gonna be a don't be putting over WWE on this. Epi. Hey, that's hey, where I draw the line. You know, buddy. Cody's an indie legend. I don't know if you guys know this, but Cody actually, when he got released from WWE, he went on the indies and he joined just the most successful faction possible immediately. Took every high profile booking and then ran to ROH and took their structure and then ran to Tony Khan. I don't know. I'm fascinated by the guy. It's I'll open a school to help AEW get new people and I'll see you later. It's just it's very odd. A lot I, going on. Honestly. I have his dad yeah. tattooed on my foot, so I don't I don't want to be I'm not trying to be rude, but it is a really it's a strange, mm -hmm. weird thing. And, you know, maybe one day selfishness will catch up to me and I'll do the same, but not quite. Buy a ticket for get Big Gay Brunch. Buy a ticket for Big Gay Brunch. BGGLA.eventbrite.com. Where, where can we find you? Where can we uh, invest? You have streams. You got yes. merch. You got all the things. Let us know where we can get the best of Epi. On Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, I think. Uh, maybe on TikTok, Epi Lives. Mm -hmm. I have a podcast called Weekend at Effie's that you can listen to. It's me and my friend Peter. Uh, he doesn't watch wrestling at all. And I explain my weekends and my travels with him. Amazing. It's free. You can listen to it. And wrestlingis.gay if you want to buy some wrestling, uh, wrestling is gay merchandise and fans and other cool stuff to let everyone know, you know, how gay wrestling actually is. Well, uh, it's there. I just got a memory in my head of uh, Eric Rowan for the first time this weekend <laughs> seeing all my wrestling is gay merch. And he goes, he goes, that doesn't seem nice to do. And I was like, no, I mean it like, no, like it's a good thing. And he was like, does it sell? And I was like, oh yeah, brother. And then, uh, yeah, we became fast friends after that. But he was very it doesn't seem like a nice thing. <laughs> he said, what are you? This seems really hateful. I was like, no, it's uh, it's all in love. Yeah. <laughs> It's not the 1994 derogatory yeah, usage. It's not, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. This is like in the Flintstone <laughs> song. Hey, yes. We love it. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> Reg, where can people find you at? Uh, at? At Righteous Reg on all your social medias. And every Saturday, I'm on the Grab City podcast on Fightful, Let's talking go. wrestling. Tomorrow's uh, at Grabs, uh, Ask Grab City. Uh, the ROH post show with Kate. I got a lot going on. I love professional wrestling. You guys know what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to hear about Eddie Kingston. Yeah, me too. I'm and, super interested in it. And myself, uh, yeah, I, I use Twitter and I don't really do anything else besides the show because I work I, I work a full-time day job and I like yeah. have a wife and kid and shit. It's mm -hmm. life. It's hard enough. I love it's, it. it's hard enough. <laughs> it, it's, it's hard enough to watch like you know, like three or four indie shows every week to like mm -hmm. 
find shit to talk about here every Wednesday yeah. and then still do all that. Mm -hmm. I, no, no more. We're good. Here's what you do. You just watch them on 2x speed and then you'll Ooh. get through them a lot faster. Oh. And then you'll be like, man, this guy's way slower in person than I remember because you'll forget <laughs> that you smoked weed and double speeded the wrestling no nah, see i be i like commander matches and that's just too much like my eyes will be like oh, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah um that would be ideal but uh maybe you know i'll use this time for a quick psa hey uh fight tv and iwtv could you add the uh on the replays the ability to watch in a faster speed yeah that would be amazing, that would don't, be no, amazing. no no one has it right now actually mm -hmm. like you yeah. can't i can't go and watch a replay on any of the platforms and speed it up the only thing i can do is do the rewind like skip yeah. back or forward 10 seconds youtube action. you can adjust mm -hmm. the speed which is great mm -hmm. the amount yeah. of half speed moves i've watched trying to replicate just over and over what a feature for wrestlers to be able to just look at moves and go like how the fuck did he do that mm -hmm. and slow it down love it well if you thank you so much thank for joining you. us here uh it was great talking to you amazing Again, tickets for Big Gay Brunch. The link is in the description below the video. So click Ooh. it and go buy a ticket. And Thank uh, you, guys. Mm -hmm. Thanks for hanging out with us here. Thanks, uh, Epi. A lot of people in the chat, thank you for watching. Uh, we appreciate you spending any amount of time with us at all. What? I check love your, it. Check your socials. Find an independent wrestling show. Go find your favorite wrestlers, uh, you know, their, their merch store. Buy a piece of merch. Support your favorite wrestlers. And we'll see you next week. Peace. See you soon.